Scarantino, and this is the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Every week, I'm going to be talking about a new topic to help you guys get the fuck off the shit that doesn't serve you anymore. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I used to work as a bartender, and I lived in the New York City bar scene. I smoked between a pack or two a day, and I was what you'd call quite overweight. I learned that the secret to adopting a healthy lifestyle is a series of mindset shifts. Unfortunately, they don't always come with an owner's manual, so I decided to start this podcast to give you guys the nuts and bolts without you having to do all the research on your own. Getting healthy does not mean you have to sacrifice your outstanding personality, and it actually can be quite a fun journey. I'm really excited to have you guys on that journey with me. Let's get off together. Good morning listeners of the Get the Fuck Off podcast, or whatever time of day you're tuning into this. I am coming to you from a Motel 6 in Flagstaff, Arizona. It is about 8 a.m., and I'm going to record this and get on the road. I'm going to be taking 40 east towards 81 to go towards Pennsylvania for Christmas, which is really, really soon. And I was thinking about you guys this morning because I was thinking, I really should do something about the holidays, but people are probably so overwhelmed and oversaturated with holiday content right now that I don't want to just reintroduce the same it's kind of like meal prepping like by the sixth day you're like why the fuck am I eating this which is exactly why I've never meal prepped that and I don't have a kitchen in my apartment which we can talk about another time but yeah you're not meant to uh eat the same thing six days in a row because you're gonna burn out on it and get tired of it and your body probably wants something else by that point and that's kind of how it is with holiday content you probably had so much of it by now it's December 17th I can't imagine that you would want more but because I am here to serve I will be throwing in a little bit of tidbit at the end of the episode on the holidays because I think it's very important and I know that a lot of people are stressed out during the holidays. I spent a lot of years stressed out during the holidays particularly when it comes to family. We have a lot. I have people that texted me over Thanksgiving about the sobriety thing and how they could stay sober during the Thanksgiving holiday and what all that meant. So maybe we'll go over that a little bit later. But I wanted to talk to you first and foremost about something that has been on my mind. And it's about chopping wood and carrying water. And I wrote this to my list in an email and I posted it in a blog post. So if you guys go to my website, getthefuckoff.com slash blog, Uh, There is a blog post there that you could read about it. But I'm going to say the exact same shit uh, as I did in the blog post in this episode of the podcast. So you're not going to have to. and Or you don't have to anyway. But if you desire to, the same information will be here. Uh, Let's talk about it. So... Over the summer, I was listening to a lot of Ram Das on my long runs because those bad boys are three hours. So you're talking three hours once a week, and I think that the coastlines of Manhattan are beautiful, but there's only so much you can look at it with, you know, one, and there's only so many thoughts you could have in your head that you're not burned out after all that time you spend on your feet. So I started listening to Ram Das. I was listening to Love, Service, Devotion, and The Ultimate Surrender. I believe that that was the name of it. I don't have it on me. I don't have my phone to look. Um, it was on the Bhagavad Gita, but actually really what it was was mostly a collection of Ram Das lectures, like a lot of his 
regular stuff that he talks about. So it was on the Gita, but it also wasn't. So even if you're not familiar with the Gita, which I wasn't, it was really easy to consume. And a lot of it was about Ramdas. Ramdas is about being here now and being present and showing up and the sacredness of just daily living. And I got a lot of value out of that and that prompted me to purchase Be Here Now which you can't get an audiobook of Be Here Now you have to actually buy the book because it's such a visual aesthetic like it's a whole experience I have trouble saying that word aesthetic aesthetic it's a whole experience so I was reading through it when I was in Santa Fe and I was I I've kept the book in my apartment and I didn't even read it because I moved on to other material. I moved on to the Tao Te Ching and I got lost and there was lots of other stuff happening. And when I was in Santa Fe, I picked it back up and I was reading it. And Ram Dass was talking about, and I believe he talked about it in his lectures as well, this concept of karma yoga, which is just the day-to-day daily life, the sacredness of existence, that you don't have an attachment. Stay with me. I'm going somewhere. I'm going to bring this to to easy to understand in a second. You don't have an attachment to your daily living. You're just doing your work and being done and that's it. Chop wood, carry water. He uses the example chop wood, carry water. But a lot of you aren't going out and chopping wood and carrying water. But are you? That's an, It's interesting. You know, we have this, this idea in Western society that we have to get to somewhere. We have to get to somewhere. I'm doing my work and someday I'm going to get to somewhere. Or our bodies. My body looks okay now, but someday it's going to look like this. And when you're living in the someday, you're not living in the now. So you're not, you're not here today. So if you don't like your body, but someday it's going to look great, then what you're doing is you're not doing karma yoga of taking care of the body that you love today. You're hating your body today, which means the someday that you want to get to is likely not going to come because you're not here now. And the way that you can make change to your body, the way that you can make change to your life, the way that you can make change to your relationships, take place now. Because the only time that we have is right now. We don't have 10 years down the road. That's imaginary. That's an imaginary time. So I'm going to I'm gonna tell you about kind of how this looks with people and their jobs. When I get this promotion, I'm going to be happy. When I get to... This place, I'm going to be happy. When I move here, I'm going to be happy. Once the kids graduate from high school, I'm going to be happy. Once my son goes off to college, my marriage is going to be better. Once my daughter breaks up with that guy, I'm going to be happy. That's that's not it. Like that's somewhere in the future. That's a story. Everything that you say is once, then, a time that isn't now is a story. It's not real. It's not happening right now. And so we get tripped up about that. When we're doing our work, we think, well, I'm doing my work because it's going to pay off someday. And we don't think about the, the right here and the right now. And the sacredness of how right here and right now is such an important thing. And that's where happiness is. Happiness isn't off in the distance. It's right now. So if you're not happy right now, that's because of something that you're doing right now, because of a choice that you're making right now. And that's likely because you're either living in the past or future. I talked about this in a recent episode. I'm going to go back to it. But I'm going to tell the story of chopping wood and carrying water. I was in Utah. We got snowed in. I was staying with my good friends. It was like after Arizona. I hope I didn't say this already. I don't remember. (laughs) But Arizona was everything for me. I I mean, it was the most. I'm in Arizona right now, actually. I'm in Flagstaff. But the, the first time in Arizona. Um, when I was in Mesa and then we went to Sedona and then back to Mesa, that was magical 
we hiked the Santan Mountains, we hiked the Superstition Mountains, we went to Sedona and we hiked the Vortexes, we climbed rocks, we were a part of like major massive energy, we meditated, we put good food in our bodies, we, we were really present. And so I left Arizona, I drove to LA to see the sunset, I drove to Vegas, which was terrible, and then I drove to my friend's house in Utah, and I haven't seen her, in, she and her husband, they're both my friends, I haven't seen them in a while, and I was really excited. I, I don't know what they were expecting because they have to work during the day, and he's in school, and he's in school full-time doing a full-time internship, which is paid, and she works full-time, and they work from they work from home, or, or well, his school is not completely remote, but they're, they're busy, and I think initially when I got there they were concerned about how the visit was going to go because they had so much to do but I didn't really have an expectation for how it was going to go I just wanted to be with them I just wanted to be there and it went perfect I mean we had a great visit they worked I worked at night we watched Ted Lasso we ate food it was just super chill and it was everything that I needed and that was what I wanted I wanted to just be present with my friends with, with the people in my life that I love very much so I was. So we had a great time. But the second day we, we got, it dumped like eight inches of snow on us. So we were, we were snowed in. I have a four-cylinder, two-wheel drive car. And I was just like, oh, fuck, well, I'm not getting. And they didn't, they live in a cul-de-sac. And they didn't plow the, cul- the cul-de-sac. So I was like, oh, fuck, I'm not getting anywhere. Like my friend tried to pull out of the driveway to go get us, uh, to take his, their nephew to work and, it just, nope, that wasn't happening. His car got stuck. Their nephew had to walk. It was only a mile. But we realized that we were not going anywhere. We were snowed in. There was snow everywhere. There wasn't any plowing. We're just going to have to deal. So what did we do? We we got some shovels and we started shoveling. Uh, he started shoveling at his car so he could get back into the driveway. And then the sun came out and then I got the shovel and I started shoveling because I thought, well, I got to get this shit shoveled before tomorrow when it turns to ice because I got to get the fuck out of here like tomorrow. So I started shoveling my car and I started shoveling the road and then there was enough shoveling that had been done that he was able to get into his car because eventually by 1 p.m. we were starving as fuck and he's like, I'm going to go get us breakfast burritos. And I'm like, that sounds fucking awesome because we do not have half decent Mexican food on the East Coast. So anytime I can get any burrito, burrito of any variety, I am all about it. So he gets in his car, he manages to wobble down the street manages to get out and I continue to shovel and I shoveled for probably about 25 minutes until he got home and by the time he got home I had cleared a good fucking chunk of the area and then we went inside and we ate fantastic breakfast burritos in their warm loving home and I was so present through all of that that was a lovely experience And I could have been like, fuck this, I got a fucking shovel, this fucking snow, this is fucking stupid, I was just in the fucking desert. But that wasn't part of it. This is everyday life. And what you're doing is benefiting the whole, whether you know it or not. So shoveling snow, what is that except literally carrying water? You're literally carrying water from one place to another. And through the carrying water... I was able to get my car out to help him get his car out and to make this whole area easier to navigate. And when his car got stuck, his neighbor, another lady, came over and helped him give it a push. 
And what was she doing in that moment besides karma yoga? Like we're all just helping each other out. We're all just walking each other home. People are the accelerant. Other people are the accelerant. And the most minute things that you do have tremendous benefits to the whole just by you opening your eyes today, doing your work and being done. I'm going to give the, the grocery store example. Because here in Western society, we're, we're just so pissed off about where we are at all times. I need to have a better job. I need to make more money. I'm not important enough. I'm not famous enough. Not enough people know who the fuck I am. I'm not contributing enough. But when we were in the early months of a global pandemic... We were so grateful for grocery store workers. Like, God bless the grocery store workers and their ability to show up and come to work in this dangerous, uncertain, unprecedented time. God bless them. This is real. I have tremendous gratitude. Tremendous gratitude. It, it, the people that continued to show up to work when I was living in my SRO alone in Manhattan by myself tiny room you know it was scary we were the epicenter in the beginning of the pandemic I can't even tell you the gratitude I have for the people that showed up just so that I could eat like that was tremendous gratitude but now that we're past that part do we still do that to grocery store workers or are we like ah fuck you you just work at a grocery store I mean not fuck you but you know what I mean like are we going to be like Oh, God bless the grocery store workers. Are we going to be like, that person only works at a grocery store? And you know, you're going to say, no, it's the former. But I would argue it's the latter because I worked in service for a really long time. And I can, and besides the people that work in service, most of the people in my life didn't give two fucking shits that I worked in service and actually thought that it was a really shitty job and why don't I have a better one? And that was all I ever heard. Well, why don't you get a better job, Andrea? Why isn't your job better? Why don't you do more with your life, Andrea? Why aren't you doing better? Well, fuck you, man. Like, we have these sacredness, like the sacredness of our life when we sit with our family in a restaurant and the love that we share when it's someone's birthday, when it's your anniversary, when it's, or when it's just that you've been on the road for eight hours and you go to Denny's after you've been in your car for nine hours from Salt Lake City to Flagstaff, Arizona. Not that I would know anything about that, that it didn't just happen yesterday. But when you get into that restaurant, you know, it's a sacred experience for you because you're feeding your body. The most noble thing in the world that you can do is put food in your body because your body is the vehicle for your spirit. So we definitely spend our time in Western society and all societies around food and loving food and cherishing food and having experiences with the holidays and everything. When you think of the holidays, what do you think? You think of food. And why? Because nourishment, nourishment of the body. Before all of this shit came into Western society with diet culture, which we then subsequently spread to the whole fucking world, um, which I, I, I want to throw out a reference right now, but I don't actually have the book on me. I think it was Fiji. Was it Fiji? That 1995, how there were no eating disorders in this country. I want to say it's Fiji. But please, it could be, I could be wrong. And I don't have the book on me. It's sitting on my shelf in um, New York. But there was this country, I think it was Fiji, and in the 90s, Western media was introduced. And from there, this massive, like, God, I don't even know the word, massive spread of eating disorders just popped up everywhere in this country with women because of our media. 
So I, this is a, that was a tangent. I'm not going to go too far on that. But our society has so much crap going on that we forget that nourishing the body is a sacred experience. Yes, you should nourish your body. Start thinking about it that way. If you don't, I'm telling you, you'll be you'll be fucking thinner if you do. That's for sure. Um, which is a whole other podcast episode. But as I'm, you, you know, you're in a restaurant having a sacred experience with your family. So why is it that your fucking experience is more sacred than the person that's serving you? That person is an integral part to this beautiful experience that you are having. And you forget that. Like, you forget that them just showing up and chopping wood and carrying water is lighting up your life. That the person that's serving food in the grocery store is making your life a spectacular thing because you can feed yourself and that person is then taking their salary and going home and taking care of their children which who are curious and in school and learning and having I mean we're we're all just taking care of each other so no matter what job you're doing today what task you're doing today it is a an integral part of the whole and you're going to be probably like well I want to be I want to be rich. I want to be famous. I want to be this. I want to be that. Good for you. But until you love who you are today, that's probably not going to happen because you're showing up as a person that's unhappy with who they are. And a person that's unhappy with who they are is not capable of making forward motion at the speed that they want to because they're not present and they don't have gratitude for what they are doing. So yeah, man. I mean, I get it, but chop your wood and carry your water. If you don't think that the the contributions that you're making to society today are valuable, then then I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I started doing this podcast. I started doing this podcast. I had no audience, no listeners, nothing. I was like, eh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna chop wood and carry water. I'm gonna show up. I'm gonna start talking, and I'm gonna put it out there. And everybody that starts a podcast is like, oh my God, I'm going to have this many downloads and I'm going to have this many this and I'm going to have this many this. Let me get analytics. Let me see how I'm going to be famous by tomorrow. And I'm just like, nah, man, I'm just going to chop wood and carry water. I'm just going to show up and start speaking and talking about my life and talking about other people's lives and talking about all this shit. And the people that are going to listen are going to listen. And when I got my Spotify wrapped, I was surprised. And this isn't a lot of people. This really is not a lot of people. But 25 people apparently listen to me more than they listen to any other podcast. And I was like, wow, man, that's pretty cool that there are 25 people. And that was just Spotify. You know, I'm, I'm on Amazon Music. I'm on Apple. I'm on my website proper. So this is just on Spotify. Um, I think. I think that's how it works. I don't know. I don't, I don't even run analytics. I'm, t- I'm going to talk about the things that I think are important, that I think you all think are important. And so whoever's here great but I was so fucking shocked by that and that's just in a year's time this podcast is relatively new and I didn't go into it thinking oh let me check it every day to see how many people are here listening I just chopped wood and carried water and the people are here it was a slow build but had I done that every day I probably would have been dissatisfied and stopped because I would have been like well I'm not here yet I'm not there yet so I'm not good enough yet so no one really cares about this podcast yet so why should I even fucking do it yet you know that's how we get especially with our bodies well I didn't lose the 30 pounds yet so why the fuck do I care man I'm just I should just give up like I'm not there yet this isn't working I've only lost a half a pound this week I'm on the scale every fucking day and what are you doing you're not showing up and chopping wood and carrying water if you eat right every single day and you just stop looking and you're like you know what today I'm gonna take care of my body that eventually your body is gonna be what you want it to be 
But you show up every day looking off to where you want to be, you're not going to get there. And this podcast is a great example of it because I started building Get the Fuck Off with nothing. And I'm like, I'm just going to do it because this is my work. And the people that are here and get value out of it, the ripples from that are going to be astronomical. And I don't get to know. I don't get to know. I don't get to know what they go off in their life and do with this. I don't get to know. That doesn't, I don't get to, my ego doesn't get to know. But you all can take this and, and do whatever whatever you are going to do. And it's going to help you and the ripples from you are going to help the whole. Just like the grocery store worker. Just like the person at the restaurant. Just like the person that put air in my friend's tires when they were low when we got out of Sedona. Just like the guy that changed my car battery. He just went to work that day. And because he went to work that day and because he changed my car battery, I got to meditate on a vortex in Sedona, Arizona and have a spiritual experience like no other. Because that guy went to work that day. I know. I mean, this sounds so big. But guys, where you are is blessed. So be there now, today. And as you go through your day, look at how fucking beautiful your day is. Because it's fucking beautiful, man. It's beautiful. And I'm using man like like they did in the 60s. I'm not, you know, I, I don't... I tend to sometimes overuse guys, man, dude. Uh, I think it's because I gravitate towards the masculine. So I I hope I don't offend anybody. Um, This is definitely not about gender, you know, like however you identify. Um, I have all the respect, all the respect. So apologies for my overusage of dude, guys, man. It is something that I'm going to replace probably with the southern y'all I started using y'all when I was working at Bubba Gump um, because it was a southern-themed restaurant. I came home, started using y'all. My parents are like, where the hell did you learn that? Well, it's either y'all or you guys, second-person plural. I mean, we don't really have something in American or English where we can use second-person plural. So we either use y'all or you guys, or if you're unfortunate enough to live in Pittsburgh, yins. Yins is another one. (laughs) But I digress. That was a huge digression. I wanted to go back to you all being so blessed and, and, and be proud of yourself. Just be proud of yourselves. It's so important. Chopping wood, carrying water. Chop your wood, carry your water, do your work, and be here now. And I, I did promise you a little bit of a holiday, a little bit of a holiday thing. I, and I, I, I'm not, I don't have much to say. Like if you guys have stuff that you want to hear about the holidays. I did do a bunch of episodes last year, so you can definitely scroll through my blog. Last year I was much more aggressive with putting out content that I thought people wanted. And I and if anybody has something that they want me to talk about, please send me an email. Andy A-N-D-E-E at A-N-D-E-E bleh, at getthefuckoff.com. And let me know. Because otherwise I'm just going to talk about what's important to me. And as I told you, I don't run analytics. So, uh, yeah, but anyway, the holidays. I did a bunch of episodes last year on the holidays. So there isn't much new to talk about. But in terms of this whole episode and being here now, I had a client write in their notes yesterday about walking around the holiday market. This client lives in New York, uh, in Union Square, and was talking about... How they were reminded of this 
magical weekend that they had. I think it was like back in 2012 or something like that where they stayed with their significant other and it was just magical, magical time. And this time it just wasn't the same and their significant other who's the same person just wasn't as into it. And I was thinking about that. You know, all human suffering lives in either the future or the past. It does not live right now. So when you are experiencing some sort of upset, it's usually because you're living in a time that isn't right now. So this person was living in a time that isn't right now because those memories, while they're fond, if you're consistently thinking about how right now is not what back then was, you're not present. Like you're not living in the space of right now. And we do that a lot with the holidays. We do that with our family and our friends and our significant others, especially when we're thinking about how they're going to be. A lot of times with family, we think about how they're going to be, especially if they're not so pleasant family members. And I I have had my share of that over the holidays. Got an abusive text from one of my family members recently. And the first thing my brain did was go, oh, fuck, the holiday's going to be fucking terrible because he's going to be fucking mad and he's fucking ruined. How many fucking holidays? And that didn't happen. Like that didn't happen. I, I, I centered myself in the right now. And I thought, okay, let me send a loving message of understanding back to this person rather than go down the rabbit hole of oh shit the holidays are going to be shit now because he's in this mood because the the text was about how he's not coming home for the holidays blah 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 and so I did that and the response I got was very favorable and loving and good and we talked it out and it ended up being great and we ended it on a loving note with a lot of I love you's can't wait to see you all of that because I reminded myself that that's not right now like the, the memories that I have of all these holidays going to shit are years ago. They are dated. They're a dated version of what I know to be the holidays. They're not right now. Right now, everything is perfect in its ultimate perfection right now. The, the ideas that I have about how things are going to be don't take place in the right now. They take place in the past. So if I'm continuously thinking of the past, I'm not right now. And that's where the suffering is. Same as my client and the, and the idea of how good things were back then. And the only difference between back then and right now with my client was that back then it was a new relationship, it was a new living situation, it was a new all of this stuff. So there was a lot of curiosity. And when we get into repeated patterns of things, we tend to lose the curiosity. And the curiosity is what keeps us grounded in the right now. You can learn so much from a seven-year-old when it comes to curiosity. As adults, we get rid of this curiosity and we stop having it. And then what happens is that We are looking for things to be predictable as they were at a time. Chicago Marathon was a great example. Josh and I went to Chicago and because we had done it all already, it was not as magical as the first time because we were looking for it to be like the last time. As I was, I don't know if he was, but I was like, well, last time this and last time that and last time we did this and last time we did that. And because I was consistently looking at last time, I was not in the now. So a lot of the time in Chicago, I was trying to bring myself back to the right now because I was catching myself being in a place that wasn't right now. So you do that with the holidays. Like this holiday was great. This one's not like that one. Or this this one, these people are terrible. They're always going to be that way. Well, bitch, you haven't seen those people in a year. So you don't fucking know if they're going to be terrible or not. Like you have no fucking idea. You know, you don't know how people are going to act and you're operating with as dated of an idea of them as they are of you. So the only way that you can really have a great holiday is to be centered in the right now. Right now. Who are your family members today? Not who were they six years ago. Six years ago, I was an angry alcoholic who verbally abused people. And now I am in personal development. <laughs> like, like what? 
I was a smoking, drinking, eat a block of cheese for dinner kind of person. I run marathons now. Like, you cannot judge a person by who they were six years ago. Seven years ago, the, every cell in their body was different. By the way, I'm at the Motel 6. You're going to start hearing cars slam their doors outside of my room. I'm going to be one of those. God willing, the car starts. That's another thing. The car starting. I have been thinking about, oh, is the car going to start every day since my car didn't start? And that was one time. I have evidence that the car will start because every time the car starts. But that one time it didn't was enough to make me wonder if it's going to start. So don't, when it comes to the holidays... Think because something happened one time that it's going to happen every time. Just be here now. What's happening right now? How curious can we be about this day, today, December 17th, 2021? How curious can you be about today? Do you already know how the rest of the day is going to go? Because you don't have any idea. You're just making it up. Like that's the one thing being on the road has taught me is that even though when I'm in New York, I have a predictable routine, I you know can eat predictable things and I can do predictable things and I can somewhat control my exterior world, I really am not controlling anything. It's all an illusion. I have no idea how this day is going to go. I really don't. I have no idea. It doesn't, it's, it's not, it's not comfortable to not know. But can you go into your holiday gathering not knowing? I, you know, what if there's an anti-vaxxer in the family and you don't feel comfortable? I have heard the stories from people. Well, if I don't invite this person over, even though they're an anti-vaxxer, then I lose this relative. This relative is never going to speak to me again. That's a fucking story. That's a fucking story. And, you know, I'm talking about people that I've known a long time will say things like this. And I'll be like, that's a story. That's not real. You're making that up. How do you know that that relative is never going to speak to you again? We're in the middle of a global pandemic. This is a very real concern. You got an anti-vaxxer. You don't want them in your home. That's valid. That relative is going to be understanding. That relative is probably going to be understanding. Maybe you think they're going to react badly, but they might not. You are making up stories based on worst case scenario. Because we like to do that as humans. Well, worst case scenario, my car is not going to start every single day that I'm on the road. Well, why? Do I have evidence of that? Or is that a story? Because a lot of times we're telling stories. Everything that we allegedly think is going to happen in the future is a story. So is it true or is it a story? Byron Katie, ask yourself, is it true? Can we be absolutely sure that it's true? And if it's not true, then are we willing to entertain another possibility? Is it true? Ask yourself, is it true? When you're going into your holiday gatherings. That is something. Uh, last thing, I know I shouldn't have waited till the end. Maybe some of you, this was why you came to this episode and maybe you've been patiently waiting. Sobriety, I'll tell you what. It's, it's never an easy thing. I have been so, I'll be sober two years, December 26th. I'm really excited about it. I've been with my family a lot. I've been with a lot of people drinking over the course of my sobriety. Most of my friends still drink. I have a few friends who do not, but most of my friends do. Uh, And you know, honestly, it's tough, but just remember, just remember to be here now. I, I know this is the theme of the episode, but be here now. What's going on right now? In terms of do you wish that you were drinking like everyone else because they're having such a great time? Are they? Are they? I mean, for the first two hours, they're having a good time. But after that, they are checked out. Have you ever tried to have a conversation with somebody that's been drinking for two hours? They are not having a conversation. If you are sober, you are able to show up and be present in the now in a way that people who are drinking are not. That's just facts. And if you feel like you're missing out, You know, 
you're not. Because if you were right there with them, you would just be a blubbering idiot. Like, and I'm not trying to offend you. You would just be a blubbering idiot. Like, you would have a few drinks and it would be merry at first. And then you would turn into the blubbering idiot that they turn into. And then you'd wake up the next day with a headache wondering what you said. And that's just reality. Like, how many times have you woken up on a holiday thinking, Jesus, I really wish I remember that holiday, but I had three bottles of wine and now I feel like I'm going to die. You know, you want to remember the holidays. You don't want to be off in some neverland. Like, you want to remember You want to be present with the people that you love. And sobriety helps you do that. And there are so many positives in sobriety. This is definitely not a sobriety episode and I don't want to belabor it too much. It isn't the easiest thing, especially when people are having wine with dinner. Does wine with dinner really taste that good? Like does it really add to your experience of dinner or were you taught that by society? Because I think you were taught that. I think our culture emphasizes alcohol to have a good time and so we believe that that's the story but I can't remember a meal that I had where alcohol made it better in fact I've forgotten a lot of meals I've had because of alcohol because of all of the things and definitely makes it more expensive but that's that's a whole other thing but yeah be present with your relatives and if your relatives are drunk it's really okay to excuse yourself from that you would not be having a better time if you were in it with them You wouldn't be having conversation. You wouldn't be bonding. You would think you were, but what you would really be doing is just talking like an an asshole, basically. Because that's what drunk people are. They're just like blubbering people that can't listen to others. (laughs) They have a hard time. I'm not trying to to shit on uh, people that still drink, obviously. A lot of my friends listen to this and still drink. And I love you all, but there is a reason I leave the bar after two or three hours. And it's because it's no longer fun. And let's be fair. We all remember that it was no longer fun. It's just that when you start drinking, alcohol um, fucks up your concept of time. My ex-boyfriend used to call it time traveling. So the reason that you stay at a bar for six to seven hours is because your concept of time is all fucked up. Uh, if you didn't have that, you'd probably go after two or three as well. So it's, it's really a, a whole big thing. And sobriety during the holidays, drinking is triggering. I get it. It's okay to take a walk. It's okay to excuse yourself. It's okay to leave early. It's okay to overeat if that is something that's going to help you get through it. I know that during the holiday when people are on their seventh glass of gin, I'm probably on my 45th Christmas cookie. And that's fine. Whatever. I don't have a Christmas cookie problem. Remember the old saying, it's only a problem if it's a problem for you. But I, I mean, I do that. Whatever. I mean, I deserve to have a pacifier too, <laughs> you know. But it's, if, it's not a, if it's not a problem for you, then it's not a problem. If, but if I had one drink, well, then I'd be... I I wouldn't be remembering Christmas or next Christmas or the Christmas after that because I know what one drink will do. Yeah, just just play with it. Make yourself happy. Complete yourself. Do what you got to do. But know that if you have a drink, it's not going to be that great. Really isn't. And chances are it's just going to make you feel like shit tomorrow and you're not going to feel good. I already said that. But you're not going to feel good. You know, you want to honor yourself in powerful ways, especially if you're sober because you know you know that this is such a self-serving decision and you know how hard you work to get there. So I, I just, if you guys need to talk about that, you can definitely send me a message. I, I'm going to be two years sober again, like I said, December 26th, and they've been the best two years of my life. I can't, I can't imagine where my life would be if I, if I didn't stop drinking. I mean, over the last year, 
so much has happened for me because I've just been able to be here now and be present. And being here now is so important. And I have talked a long time. So I am going to get going. I'm going to try to put out an episode before Christmas. I don't know if I will. So if I don't, if you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. Um, I, I didn't wish everybody a happy Hanukkah because I forgot when it was. Um, so happy Hanukkah to all the people that celebrated that weeks ago. Um, but I hope that everybody has a great holiday and I will definitely be back before New Year's unless God willing something terrible happens and then I won't. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm planning on being back. But I do hope you have a great holiday. If you're worried about the holidays in any way because of, because of whatever, because of alcohol, because of food, because of family, because of things, send me a DM. You know, it's a DM. Um, let's see. If you, if you know me on Instagram, you can send me a DM. If you are on my website, Andy, A-N-D-E-E, let me repeat that, Andy, A-N-D-E-E, at getthefuckoff.com. That's my email address. You can send me an email. You can get on my email list. I send out great shit once a week. So if you guys want some of that, get on my email list and uh, you get my emails. There's lots of ways to get a hold of me. You are not alone for the holiday that I can guarantee you. And uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to start driving. And I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day, your week. Stay safe. And uh, I'll see you back here next time. Take care, everybody.